Okay, cool. And then let me go back to my post. All right, hey guys, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. It's Portia here with the Resilient Rail Podcast. By the time you hear this, it will hopefully be 2021. We've made it. And as always, I'm praying for peace and um, strength for everyone. I mean, I think if we can make it through 2020 and we're still surviving, um, I believe we can do like anything at this point. So I have a special guest. This is my first guest of 2021. I'm hoping to have more guests this year just to give different perspectives besides you guys just listening to me. But thank you so much for listening. Um, I'm going to be interviewing Carissa Williams. She specializes in, to me, I describe it as everything calm. So if I'm having a very hectic or um, a day filled with anxiety, sometimes I can just call her, reach out to her. She's able to listen to me, ask me a few questions, clarify things, and just get my mind back focused on the goal at hand. So I do feel like that's very important. Um, and friends and business partners and associates and anyone that's in your life, especially if you're trying to level up, you need people who can help you stay focused and get back on track. And she definitely does that. Um, she sells an array of incredible infused treats for adults. She's based in Atlanta. Her page, Calm by Carissa, which is K-A-L-M-B-Y-K-A-R-I-S-S-A. Uh, it promotes peace, tranquility, balance. Just make sure you follow her. Make sure you utilize all of her um, recommendations and products and we are just going to get going. Carissa, do you feel like I did a great introduction? Is there anything else you need to say? <laughs> oh, my God. That was the best. And I couldn't have introduced myself better. That was the best. Thank you so much. Um, no, I mean, you said it. Um, I, I'm a chef. You know, I have a traditional nine to five. So there's always, you know, finding that balance. But, um, yeah, everything calm. Um, I try to say, you know, we we should pass ease on to each other. So if we yes. find an easier way to do something, we should be giving that to our brother and our sister. So I love to post life hacks, anything to do with mental health. Um, I am Baptist, but I understand that not everybody is. So I do post a lot of things, you know, regarding the spirit and the self and, you know, connection to God. But really, there's something for everyone. So thank you so much for having me. Oh, no, thank you. Thank you. So I think we will start off with mental health. Um, you and I are both like huge advocates just for a healthy mindset and being your best self, you know, mentally and physically. So how important to you is a healthy mindset and um, having a healthy mental health? I always say, you know, you can't really pour when you're empty. You can't pour it to anyone else. So I think it is the most important thing. I think that a lot of times where I see people neglecting themselves is always for someone else or something else. And again, how can you give any energy to something when you don't have any? You haven't taken time to recharge. You haven't taken time to rebuild yourself. So I think it is of utmost importance. And I really wish, especially in the black community, that we place more importance on it. Yes. Yes, I think we acknowledge more of being strong, being independent, going, 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 um, just not sleeping, not resting, not taking care of ourselves. And we've did that for so long. And I'm glad that the narrative is changing. And I'm glad like people like me and others and yourself and a lot of us are coming and we are definitely trying to change that narrative and stressing the importance of um, a healthy mindset and self-care. Yes, absolutely. I love the shift that I'm seeing with, with our generation. I, I hope it continues. 
do you feel like it's hard because um, a big thing for me is setting boundaries and just knowing and accepting when I'm able, like when I need to either um, leave a situation long, when I need to um, spend more time to myself and just kind of recharge and recalibrate. So this may mean, you know, cutting off family or certain friends and relationships, jobs. Um, how important are boundaries to you? Um, even when it comes to like family and friends, how important are setting and honoring boundaries? I think it's very important because if you never do it, then it's harder to do it. So, you know, if you take years to set boundaries with a certain friend, it's very pushy. By the time that you do set those boundaries, there's going to be a lot of pushback because, hey, I don't even know what this is that you're asking me to do, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm unfamiliar with it, and we all have, you may have a friend that you know is more pushy than the others and more bossy, and they think that it's their way or the highway, and, you know, God mm-hmm. knows why. We're not going to get into the why. That's right. something that I learned in therapy. <laughs> don't worry about the why. Worry about what you can do. Um, so what we can do is just set a boundary with that person. Hey, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be doing this today. Oh, I, oh, there's nothing wrong, you know. I don't think yeah. there's anything wrong with reassuring them. There's nothing wrong, you know. The world isn't ending because it, it looks like the world's ending when somebody tells you I can't hang out or I can't do this. And especially, you know, with COVID, yes. um, a lot of people have been pressured into, you know, doing situations and then they come up sick. You know, they, they, mm-hmm. they do this and this is bad and, and, you know, oh, I, I never should have went. So we want to make sure that we are believing that it is healthy to set this boundary because once you have that belief then you can go forward with the confidence of hey i'm doing this for you and me this is something that's good for both of us and then you understand the importance of it the more that you do it so definitely you know practices everything with boundaries yeah i think that's the key guys and if i were you i would write that down believing in the importance of setting a boundary so knowing that not only are you worth setting that boundary but Whoever you need this boundary for, it's important for them as well. It'll help your relationship overall. So, yeah, I would definitely write that down. Um, I want to ask, I don't know if you feel you found your purpose, if you're finding it, if your purpose may change as you grow and you change in life. But um, if you don't mind, have you found your purpose? Do you mind letting us know what you have found your purpose to be? Yes. I think I have, I don't think I found all of it. Um, okay. So I think that, you know, that that's a big thing. And your purpose does shift. I don't think it all the way changes. Um, I think that there can be a shift in, okay, now you have to focus on this part of your purpose. And then you'll focus on this part to develop this part because it's such a big thing. And, again, with, with me being Baptist, I do believe that God set a purpose and intention on my life before my mother knew me. Yeah. So I, you know, I believe that some of what I'm doing now with Calm by Carissa is walking in my purpose. I do think the work that I do with food, you know, when I, when I am with older family members or speaking to the, the elder generation, they do not understand that, you know, what you eat is really your health. Yes. You really are what you eat. And they don't understand, you know, we have a whole generation of people who believe that it was okay to go to McDonald's every day. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you had the money, it was a money thing for them. It wasn't ever about health. So, relearning and reteaching and retraining you know my mother is my actual birth mother my mother um is 70 years old so making her understand different things and and teaching her and you know even sometimes you know having an audience with her friends and and being able to you know she doesn't live here so facetime and on Mm -hmm. the phone and helping her to understand you know if you do meatless monday that doesn't mean eat eat a grilled cheese you know maybe (laughs) 
you know, different things. It's, it's, I think that, that my purpose is to be of assistance. I really believe that, that God gave me a very empathetic soul on purpose because I believe that my life's work will be helping people to be the, the best selves that they can be. And whether that's physically, mentally, emotionally, all of those are important, and I'm just here to help. So what advice, um, just like you mentioned, well, you mentioned a few different things, but being empathetic, being um, a cycle breaker in your family specifically, and then ultimately, you know, to the world with your platform, what advice do you have for someone attempting to overcome obstacles? I mean, obstacles can be financial, it can be your mindset, um, it can be the lack of support. So what advice or tips do you have for someone that just needs to be able to push through if they make like, you know, this was a hard year for a lot of us mentally. And sometimes it's hard to push through and everyone may not have a friend or a mother or a sister, you know, that they can just go to for support and advice. So what would you say to someone to just let them know obstacles are there? It doesn't mean stop. Um, and there are ways to push through them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a wonderful question. I think that the, the biggest thing is, you know, it's really cliche. We always hear keep going. Well, I don't have a choice. You know, the sun's gonna, gonna rise and set and, and we, we are gonna keep going. But the, the thing that you have to take from keep going is intentionally keep going. Intentionally. When you wake up, you know, it's okay to, to give yourself a second, yeah. you know, where it's like rise and rise. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> wake up. <laughs> Give your, you know, give thanks to God and, and, yeah, and you know, stretch, whatever. drink some water. Yeah, stretch, and you know, maybe do it. Rise and grind off like torture. I don't want to do that. So it's like, you know, it takes me about a week to wake up. So when I woke up in the morning, I am very. My family always laughs at me whenever I tell them this. Whenever I visit, because uh, whenever I visit, my sister, you know, comes in the room and it's bothering me until I wake up. But I normally wake up very calmly very slowly. I have an alarm clock that sounds like wind chimes because I can't take, you know, sounding like something's about to happen. I ease myself into my day. And then I take what I have to do and I break it up into pieces. You know, everything is digestible if you break it down. So it's like I can digest and understand I need to do this at work and do this in my personal life. If I just think about it in pieces, if you think about everything you have to do in a day, if you I have to break generational curses and yes. just, well, today maybe you just need to talk to your auntie that you ain't talked to. You know what I'm saying? And so once you get on the phone with her and hear her say something, we have to remember how you correct someone is how you want to be corrected, right? Yes. You don't want somebody to be a catball. You're, you're thinking like you in the 1950s. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, I understand that, you know, that was really a big thing, right? When you were younger and you heard that, you know, now that there, you know, there's more science around that, we actually think that this is better. Yes. And you can tell them why. I always tell my mother, you know, like I said, every now and then she'll have a friend around and I can tell them too, you know, this is actually something that I learned and I apply in my own life and this is how it works for me because if we know anything from infomercials, the testimonial is key, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. That's what's really going to sell the thing. If some, you know, Joe Nobody or Joe America is coming up telling you that this changed his life. Well, we should do that for others. If we're telling somebody to eat better, do better, live better, it should not be do as I say not as I do. Mm-hmm. We should have something that we can show them to say, this really works for me and I love it and it changed my day to day. And again, it's not every day that you wake up that you have to do something grandiose. You are blessing the world by being awake and, and moving around and operating in your gift. 
So when we wake up and we rise and we meet each day, we have to understand that there will be challenges, but they are for our good. And because we've overcome in the past, we can overcome this. You have a 100% success rate. Nothing has killed you yet. And I right. venture to say nothing, nothing will. Any, any obstacle that you have, it's not going to take you out of the game. So just remember that. It's not. Sometimes it feels like it, but (laughs) like you said, we always make it through. It it is. It can be a lot sometimes. Do you, I know you kind of have hit on this a little bit, but do you listen to and honor like signs from the universe? Do you have like a lucky number? Do you have um, any type of um, grounding mechanisms or anything like that that you use to just really keep yourself in tune with the universe and um, what's going on around you? Mm-hmm. Um, I do pray. I do pray, and I do a lot of things intentionally, and I believe in my power. Um, I, yeah. I believe in myself so much. I, I, I don't believe in anyone as much as I believe in Carissa. Um, you know, I, I believe in God more than me, and that's it. And so I personally, I do pray. I do also talk to God because a mm-hmm. lot of people think that you can't just talk. But that's really what, you know, praying is, is you know, I, I, I need this help with this thing, and you know, talking to God and saying, you know, I'm, I'm really not having a good time yeah. <laughs> right now. I like talking talk more than know? praying, I think. Now, I mean, I don't mind praying, and I do, but now that you say that, and there is a difference, I think I like talk. I, I just, you know, like call him friend, and I talk, and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. now this is a little mm-hmm. bit too much, and... You know, I need help with this or I need to connect with this type of person. This is what I want to do next. You know what I mean? So I need you to mm-hmm. always ask for guidance because um, in life, I feel like you, you have to have that guidance. You have to have that plan. If you don't know where you're going, you know, I don't mm-hmm. know how you're going to get there. You do have to have that yeah. guidance. So yeah. is confidence so really think- important to you? Like, uh, is that a key point? Um, like you said, you believe in yourself so much. You're your number one fan. Is that a key point into... um? knocking out goals and completing your purpose confidence absolutely um people see it on you people feel it on you um sometimes they won't like it because it'll be stronger than theirs and that's okay they'll get there um and they'll adjust to you but but you know you should never be walking in um you know with your chest puffed out in arrogance but you can have confidence in yourself and your abilities and you know like i was saying you, you talk to god and then you pray and then i also um not really like a lucky number more so, but I am very in tune with what's going on around me. If mm-hmm. I have a bad feeling, I won't do something. Uh, if I don't feel right about something, if, even if I write down a note to myself and I don't like the verbiage, I'll scribble it out. I don't need to look at that. I need to do something else. Right. I am very intentional in what I do, and I make sure that in everything I do, I'm proud of myself and I'm happy of the work that I, I put out. Um, definitely grounding. I was really upset about not being with my family for Christmas, mm-hmm. um, and I was just crying and crying and I really felt like I couldn't stop crying, and I did some grounding, so finding some things around the room that I could just name what I see, name what I hear, name what I feel, you know, even if it's just I can feel my sweater on my arm. Mm-hmm, Those mm-hmm. things really help if you do have that anxiety to get you back on track and be able to power through your day. And if you are not familiar with the practice of grounding, guys, I would definitely look it up, but it's literally just how it sounds, and you ground yourself and you remind yourself you know, you make yourself aware of what's actually going on, not what your thoughts are trying to take over and um, let you know. And I will say, I feel like you are very confident because even upon first meeting you, which I met Carissa back in 2016, I want to say maybe 2015, 
I'm not sure, but um, we worked, we were co-workers, and she had a very low cut, and she had long nails, and I feel like when you see a woman like that, you can tell she's confident in who she is, like, she knows exactly who she is, what she needs to do, what she wants to do, and she's going to do it, so you can definitely pick that up on her in in first meeting, yeah. I do believe yeah, that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, You're I welcome. think that, yeah, once you walk, you know, you walk with that air of confidence. Again, it's not arrogance. I'm not better than anyone else. Um, but I know who I am. I know what I am. And I know what I came to do. And even if I don't, God's going to tell me. He's going to reveal it. So I'm here for this. I don't, you know, if somebody else is here for something else, that's fine. But my journey is my own. You know, walking with that really does help. I think we are. I'm getting there. I'm definitely get the, getting there. It, it takes a lot, especially just depending on your surroundings and what people will try to um, keep you small. And sometimes when you are following a certain purpose and getting certain things done, depending on what you're doing, you can't be small. Like, I don't care if you have social anxiety. I don't care if you are an introvert. Um you have to step outside of yourself, and that is going to take a lot of confidence. So if someone around you is attempting to keep you small, that may not be your circle. That may not be your person at this time. Um, like Carissa just said, not being arrogant, but just being proud of yourself and knowing your mission and what you are here to do and to get it completed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's good. And then when you have that, when you're just saturated in that oil, you'll be able to give that to other people. So definitely it's important, you know, build up on yourself and you'll be able to help others. I can't tell you how many pep talks I've had to have at that job that we were at and at other ones with people where I'm like, you're fine. Yeah. This is nothing. Think about what you've gone through. This is a little job. You yes. <laughs> so <laughs> I think, I think we've, we've did, um, we've talked a lot about purpose. We've talked a lot about mental health and I think I want to switch it, um, to kind of sort of my last topic here. You know, I don't like to talk too long because we don't have a long attention span, but I like to make sure what I'm saying is important. And I do feel like this is potent and um, it's valuable. And I know that my audience is going to appreciate it. So I just want to ask, because I always love your perspective on relationships. Do you feel like there's hope for black love? Can we find love and dependable, loving, reciprocating, understanding, partners that can comprehend us and communicate with us? Is there hope for us? (laughs) Yes, yes, for sure there's hope. I'm just saying I am single, but I am not bitter. Um, I'm just single. Um, You know, and so many of us, you know, we, we are Mm-hmm. 
know people in my life they'll be dating somebody and next thing I know y'all in the house together y'all living together or you know next thing I know it's like I'm gonna meet his mom you just met him what is this you know so we have to make sure that we're starting and we're building those things up think about it if you met a friend you wouldn't immediately be at her house you wouldn't immediately you know it's the same thing we need to be building these relationships up from the ground up and we need to be able to say if we see something in the beginning that's not going to work for us it's okay to say you're a lovely person and i wish the best for you but this is not going to work for me and i think as black men and black women we both have to not be offended by that because there are plenty of situations that we stay in and we knew after month one that it was a problem and that they weren't going to change thing and we need to stop dating potential date who you have if you have somebody who's a little crazy, you cannot think that they're going to become sane. you got somebody that's a little crazy. You know, this is something that they need to work on for themselves. We are not fixers of men. That is not our job. And if we take that job on, we're going to be tired because we'll have too many jobs. Mm-hmm. So regardless of anything, your purpose is still there waiting for you. Yes. So I making sure that we're being honest in the beginning, making sure that we don't take things so personally, and taking our time with things. There is no rush. You know, I know the media says you have to be married and have a baby. I'm 29. I'm not married. I don't have any babies, and I am spectacularly happy, okay? Do not rush. You are on God's time, and it will happen if it's supposed to happen. I think Do not rush. Give me that. Yeah. Do not rush. And if you make yourself as whole as possible, speaking on how the media and I mean, growing up, even though we aren't as old and I think the younger generation will not, I don't think they'll think like this, but when we were growing up, it was always for some reason, 30 was the magic number. And then as you get yeah. older, you're like, okay, 30 is young as hell. Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> Y'all put a lot of pressure on me. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to figure out things for myself um 20s and, and and you know resolve some of those things so 30 is like a I mean I feel great at 30 I'll be turning 31 in January I feel stronger smarter um I feel more resilient um I feel more focused like I'm able to um execute plans better than in my 20s like I know what I have to do even on my worst days like I still know um like you said I've I found my purpose and I know it so I have to make it happen. Even if it's not a big, huge step, um, I can take one small step towards that. So I think making yourself whole for your partner will make you a better partner and slowing down. We move too fast. We do. Do you have an ideal partner or do you feel like there are any, um, specific qualities that either all partners should have, or you definitely need, definitely know your partner needs to have. Um, I can answer both of those. So for my partner, um, I, you you need to be Christian for me. Um, I know some people, they date outside of their religion, and that's perfectly fine. Again, you have to know yourself. I am deeply Baptist. I, I always say, you know, when the archaeologists exhume my bones in a thousand years, they'll be able to see that I'm Baptist somehow. Um, so I, I need, you know, a man that's, you know, Christian and um believes in God the way that I do it, loves God, loves the church the way that I do, because I really do love my church. Um, And I also need someone who is prepared to do things um, a little unconventional, you know, meaning that if, you know, we were to to get married or whatever, I'm not going to turn into Susan Homemaker, because that's what I want, you know, so understanding, you know, that I am a very supportive person and not pulling everything from me. And I, a new thing that I'm doing is you have to have been in therapy or are currently in therapy. I am not doing that anymore. That's you important. Have got to be talking to somebody. <laughs> that is important. 
they have so many issues. Please resolve your issues, please. do you feel because we do know how we are raised determines how we love but we also know especially now we can unlearn we can relearn we can realize certain things were not right or we can realize why certain things happened the way they happened and make certain changes so how big of a role do you feel how a child was raised plays and how they grow up to love as an adult you said you have to intentionally want to change it I know with my daughters we are changing a cycle um even though they are really young but we have an open relationship they're able to well I'll say grace because she's five summer is seven months so with grace she's five and she's able to express her feelings I will allow her to cry if she needs to I do feel she's a little sensitive but we will try to work on that. But I always say I do not want anything to happen to them to um, take away their innocence. 
and to take away their dreams and their imaginations. I don't want to keep them small. I don't want once they grow up and they have these big dreams and goals and imaginations, I want to show them that they still have to execute them. You just don't want to have like big dreams and you're not doing anything. Um, I want them to be able to execute them, but I don't want to keep them small and I don't want to become intimidated by them once they grow up to be hopefully the wonderful girls that we are working so hard um, to raise them as. But I, I don't want to take away their innocence. There is a whole part of my childhood. I was just thinking about this. I'm like, I just don't remember. But I know I've shut it down because what happened? Because I remember things before and I remember things after. But because of this period of time, I've shut it out and you know, I'll unpack that. I believe I did say I want to start going to therapy regularly this year, not just because I feel like I'm going crazy or anything, but I feel like I'm going to a different level. And on this different level, basically everything you've mentioned, um, what you're eating, going to therapy, being intentional, um, you have to have all of those or you, you will not level up. You will remain the same. So it's just, what are your intentions? Some people, I had to accept this as well. You know, they are fine with what they have and where they are at. And you can't take on their load. Like, no, you need more. You got to do something different. Because as you walk in your purpose, whoever you are supposed to touch and change, you know, um, or affect their lives, you will. I think there should be a way to stitch it or some type of software to stitch it together. It will be. So I'm just going to do it like this. I'm sorry, guys. We got cut off some way. And before we wrap it up, I did just want to touch on one more topic and then we're going to wrap it up. This actually affected me personally this past weekend. And I think it's what took so much of my energy from me on top of me not feeling well and fighting some type of virus, not COVID, thankfully. But um, I feel as if women are raised to be strong no matter what and when it comes to certain circumstances they're like okay girl like it doesn't matter you know just suck it up don't cry you can't complain you have to just do it and for so many years that's been accepted as the norm I feel like we were either maybe a few decades ago we were totally dependent on like our men we didn't really have a voice then we found a voice and because society maybe didn't know how to deal with our voices, somehow we just became independent women. <laughs> when we, I think we wanted our husbands and we wanted partners and we wanted, you know, stable homes, but somehow between women wanting and finding their voices, we turned into independent women. And um, it's cool to be independent, like, but I don't feel like a lot of us know how to, um, be nurtured as well. We're we're just not used to that. And I think men, they were, of course, the head of the households. Mostly they were the breadwinners. And again, we made this change and they didn't know how to deal with us being independent. They saw it as being um, rebellious, I want to say, kind of in a way. And I think that's where the kind of destruction of the black family or the black marriage kind of started. Because, I mean, we came over together you know, let's say from Africa, we were were together, we were all we had, they separated some of us. But initially, we were all together. And we progressed out of that. And we we had our households and the men worked in different things. And like I said, that change happened. So do you feel do you feel like it's okay 
to raise men to be softer? Do you feel like that's affecting them in a relationship to where they can't really communicate because they're so used to just getting their way? And then you meet a woman who is not going to stand for that. And it can it can destroy the relationship ultimately if they aren't able to come to like that balance and understanding. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, um, I say this all the time. You know, I think that I have, as I age, I realize that I do prefer softer men. Yeah. Because these men that do not have any touch with their um, emotions or softer side, I can't do it. Yeah. You know, I have that very loving father. I had a very, um, a father that was very soft with his children. He loved to play with us. He, you know, loved to see us happy. He was always hugging and kissing us. And like I said, playing games. And we were, we just had so much fun. And I found, you know, when I date men that are, you know, quote-unquote softer men, that's uh, the experience that I I have. I'm able to be more relaxed around them and have more fun versus somebody who doesn't want to tell me that they had a hard day. Mm -hmm. Somebody who takes it out on me instead because they don't know how to process those feelings and emotions and turn them into words. So I think that while we all want someone to, you know, be a man, you know, those of us that are into that, there's nothing wrong with a, a man being more emotional and softer and being able to cry and being able to express himself and say that, you know, I am tired, I do need a break, I, it is a lot on my shoulders versus somebody who's just going to come home and punch a hole in the wall. Right. So, I think that we have to absolutely, you know, raise our sons to be in touch with our, their emotions and talk it out. Yes. Don't just sit there feeling mad and just arms crossed and talk to me what's wrong with you. If you don't want to talk, we're going to talk later. Um, yeah. emotional not soft not any just just gentle and emotional and communicating Mm -hmm. and reciprocating Mm -hmm. of the love and the nurturing that we give to you um Mm -hmm. basically because we're going to give it naturally most of us and if we aren't more than likely something I guess happened to us that we have to still work through personally but I think there are a lot of hurt people trying to love other hurt people and I think the Mm -hmm. thing that's also going to make the difference is like you said, therapy, you know, acknowledging certain things, unlearning, relearning so that we can, I think black people, and I'm not opposed to like interracial dating or anything like that. But what I'm saying is I feel like if black people can come together, build up these families, build up our um, knowledge of entrepreneurship and business and money, I think we can really just be, um, the great people that we are, um, the world that we live in right now sometimes makes us want to seem like we aren't much and we aren't going through. But as you can see, we are survivors. 
we're very smart. We're very intelligent. Anything we put our minds to, we're able to do it. And I, I just want everyone to grow and, and be on the same um, journey and path to just, just being your best self, basically. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I think that was really, really, really a great um, interview guys, what I got from that going into this new year, you have to be intentional. You have to know your purpose. You have to be confident within your purpose. You have to be your number one fan and your number one support system. Um, you have to be a whole person, um, when you're completing your purpose and when you're looking for your next life partner. So I know we all have different goals for 2021. I know we don't even know how it's going to look right now, but don't be afraid to plan. Don't be afraid to um, execute on your dreams and ambitions, no matter what it is, um, whether it deals with, um, physically, financially, mentally, emotionally, um, just make sure you are executing on all of your goals so you can complete your purpose. I do want Carissa just to take a few more moments before we wrap it up and say anything that she needs to say, um, drop her tags and her handles, and um, we're going to wrap it up. Thank you so much, Portia. Um, so on Instagram, like Portia said earlier, it's calm by Carissa, K-A-L-M by Carissa, K-A-R-I-S-S-A. Um, we were talking about grounding earlier. There's some grounding tips on there. There's some meditations, some guided relaxations and meditations on there from the past that you're, you know, welcome to play back through. Um, I think that the biggest thing I want everyone to understand for 2021 is that 2020 was actually a blessing. I know it hurt. I know there was a lot of really bad stuff. I'm sorry to the people that lost anyone, even if it wasn't from COVID. I am so sorry that that happened to you. But understand, you know, to be absent of the body is to be present with the Lord and understand that they would not want us to wallow. We have to move on. We have to press forward. Take your time with anything that you need to grieve. You know, in a past episode, Portia was talking about grieving things. So if you were really upset about not being able to be with your family or really upset about a job that you lost, grieve that and then build back up from that. From that pain and what you learned, build back up. I want everyone to know that whether you think it or not, you are resilient can make a comeback and you can make any year your year so people saying 2021 is their year they are absolutely right but some people 2020 was their year so yes. just make sure you are living intentionally and you can always make a comeback and you can always believe in yourself if no one else believes in you okay guys we're okay. gonna wrap it up thank you so much for your support thank you thank you thank you a million times i hope you listen to the end i hope you were jotting down your notes i hope you have your plan ready to execute for this year and beyond no matter what happens and until next time just keep pushing <laughs>